Welcome to the Siege Podcast, a weekly show where the Siege guys break down this week's college games from a betting perspective, give you tools and information you'll need before placing your bets, and give you picks of their own. Be sure to follow them on Twitter at PicksSiege. Now, here are the Siege guys, Devin Hadley, Jordan Hadley, James Roth, and your host, Travis Harris. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Siege Podcast. We're going to continue our look-ahead preview of Weeks 0 and 1 of the regular season on this episode as we focus on the Big 10 and the Big 12, or should I say the Big 16 and the new Conference USA. But that's a conversation for another day. In fact, go on over and check out our guys at the Unranked Podcast as they just released an episode highlighting these conference changes and give their thoughts and what to expect. So speaking of the big 12 or the new conference USA as USA, as I like to call it, historically, when you think of the big 12, you think of these high powered, quick tempo, air raid, high scoring offenses where defense is optional. But as you've heard us say many times on this podcast, especially last year, the big 12 just isn't that way anymore. And I think that's a combination of much more uh, defensive-focused teams and offensive game plans switching to more uh, game management style, just like Baylor did last year. But I took a look back and saw in every any game that had a Big 12 team playing in it last year, the under hit 54% of the time. So it, it got me thinking. I went back about 10 years, and the only seasons other than last year where the under was more profitable in the Big 12 were 2015 and 2016. So we've seen uh, overs being more profitable over the last 10 years, and now we're starting to kind of see that switch. So I, I like to continue this trend with the Big 12 playing, playing, playing some unders, uh, especially in TCU games. TCU was the most profitable team in the Big 12 in the under last year. Uh, their under went 9-2-1. and one across the whole season last year. And they opened the season with a total of 55 total points at Colorado. Now the question is, has Vegas caught on? Well, I'm sure they have, but I will look to place some more unders, especially with TCU this year uh, as the public tends to bet overs and the, and the, the unders are, are typically the sharper play most of the time. So make sure you stay sharp out there. Dev, what do you like in the Big Twelve this year? Anything you anything you're looking at, or or any uh, any trends you've caught? Um, haven't looked much into the trends. The Big Twelve. Uh, I have, uh, like I think we touched on it last week. We talked about West Virginia unders, how they were pretty profitable for us last year. I think they were eight and five. You look that up. Um, TCU unders. That's a big one for us as well. Like you just touched on, um, and I think that trend you're starting, you're uh, alluding to. There's a lot to do with the coaches that have been hired in the last 10 years. Um, I believe, you know, back in the day, there used to be shootouts all the time, like you said, in the league. And a lot of these coaches would score 30 a game, but their defense would give up 40. So they'd go five and seven, you know, and they would uh, lose a lot of games. So they got fired and the, the schools wanted to bring in some defensive minded coaches to stop these high power air raid offenses. And um, I think it's just, you know, a cycle that they're going through and um, I'll look to take some unders in the big 12 again this year when the, when the value is there, uh, as you said, the public likes to bet the overs. So we're going to capitalize on some, uh, some bad lines. 
it turns out uh, trying to score, you know, just forgetting on defense and trying to to win by by scoring every single drive just wasn't a sustainable game plan. Correct. Jordan, how about you? And anything you're seeing, or, or anything that that you like, week one or or even week zero? Yeah, you nailed it, Trav. I know about a year ago we were having the same conversation uh, about Big 12 and how the trend has been changing, and you were all over it last year. Hopefully uh, Vegas doesn't catch on, but I I have a bad feeling they will. Um, One team I'm intrigued about in the Big 12 is Oklahoma State. Uh, They get Spencer Sanders back, their quarterback, but – it feels like he's been there 10 years by now. The guy's got to be like 35. Um, but I'm more intrigued on the defensive side. Um, they lost a lot. They lost six of their eight top tacklers from last year, including uh, Malcolm Rodriguez, who I believe is a lion this year. Stud. Might be a steal of the draft. But, um, yeah, the, they had six of their top eight, including four players that combined for almost 350 stops. So it'll be interesting to see – how they, you know, rebuild on that side of the ball. But, um, Jim, yeah, we'll, Jim, we'll see. Jim Knowles we'll see is gone too, right? What's that? So Jim Knowles is gone too, right? The D coordinator. Yep. Got a new, new defensive coordinator. So, uh, they play central week one. Um, I think I leaned the over just because of central's high powered offense and who they bring back. I think they were top 30 in the country offensive last year. So, bringing the leading rusher back in the entire country um, and having to replace all those linebackers is not a good recipe. So I, I would lean the over, but like we just talked about, it goes against everything we just said about Big 12 under. So that's okay. an intriguing matchup. <clears throat> I want to touch on Oklahoma State here real quick, like Jordan said. Uh, they lose a lot, especially defensively, and they lose uh, their stud running back, Cuba Hubbard. They lost yep. him last year, right? Yep, he's gone. He was, he, was he gone last year? Yeah, I believe he was. Yeah. He was there last. But Spencer Sanders might be the worst four-year starting quarterback in <laughs> Oklahoma State history, one of, the, one of the worst in Big 12 history. He is just not very good. And I'm looking to fade Oklahoma State early on. The central line, I don't trust central either. They lose Pimpleton, um, you know, a road game. I don't, I don't think there's enough points there for me to take a side in that game. I think it's at 20 or right around that number. But yeah. – um, I, I am not a fan of Spencer Sanders at all. Uh, I'm looking to fade Oklahoma State when the line is right. Um, very intriguing, though. I, I agree that uh, they lose a lot and have a lot to replace, and it's I'm keeping an eye on them uh, to start the season. The only person I can think of worse in the Big 12 is Spencer Sanders is Charlie Brewer. I mean, I, I love an opportunity just to talk about how bad of a quarterback Charlie Brewer is. And, uh, man, too bad he's not still uh, at Baylor there. I think he's at, what, Liberty now? But Yeah. Brewer has ruined two teams. That's hard to do. Absolutely ruined. And these other quarterbacks come in. Uh, just a quick Charlie Brewer thing. The other quarterbacks come in. that I can't remember the name, the guy for Baylor last year and then the guy for Utah. They came in and completely turned the team around, and they were sweet. Oh, all right. That's enough about Charlie Brewer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weekly thing. We should have a Charlie Brewer segment every week. Yeah, we should. <laughs> we should see if we can get him on. Fade Liberty. Get him on the pot. A little Jim Rome action. 
<laughs> James, what do you got? Well, I don't really like anything for the Big 12, Week 0, and Week 1. I, I think I gave – well, I did give out the West Virginia under and Pittsburgh under last week. Um, looks like that's dropped a good half a point to a point in some spots already. So, on the right side of the line movement there, but um, – I'm just curious to see, you know, when you when you look across the board in the Big Twelve, I mean, who who's gonna take the conference this year? I mean, last year I fell for the bait with Oklahoma. I was really high on them, you know, the Spencer Rattler hype and really thought they would have something and that turned out to just be completely wrong. Now, you know, you know, they got Venables as their new coach, really trying to find their way with, you know, Caleb Maddie's being gone. Um so not sure what you're going to get with Oklahoma, Baylor. It seems like they have lost some, you know, so you know, they, are they going to lean on their defense again? And um, I think it's Blake Sharp. Is that his name? The quarterback? I think he beat out. Yeah. Blake Shapin, I think is his name. Beat out the other guy. I think he ended up transferring. So, I, I just you don't know you're gonna end up getting there. I mean, you can look at Oklahoma State. You guys know I'm not high on Texas at all this year. I love their total under. So I mean, I don't know. I'm just really curious to see how this all shapes out. I mean, you're who comes away in that? I mean, there's definitely not going to be a playoff, a college playoff rep from the Big Twelve this year. I can almost guarantee that. But I'm just really curious to see how it how it ends up. Yeah, absolutely. It's a- Absolute crapshoot in that division. But I, I would just say I, I trust Baylor more, James, just because I think they're the best coach team in the Big 12. I think Dave Aranda yeah. is very good, very underrated, if mm-hmm. that's even possible. But yeah. uh, I, I just trust him even more than Mike Gundy uh, to, to get things done and to get them rolling. So yeah. I would agree with that. I was just trying to get the uh, odds up, but – my phone's not cooperating. I was, oh, here we go. So Oklahoma is a favorite. Oklahoma and Texas are both a favorite at plus 220 per Caesars. Uh, Baylor's at plus 650. And then TCU at 12, 12 to 1. So Just to win the Big 12? Yeah. Oh, man. Baylor's, Baylor's worth a sprinkle. <clears throat> Absolutely. I agree. 650 that's, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of value there. Yeah. I agree. Well, one more point I want to make on the Big 12 before we switch gears to the Big 10. Um, I was looking at the lines for week zero, week one. Nothing really stuck out to me except for, and I know, James, you just mentioned this, and I was going to reference back to our, our first uh, episode of the season. You are so down on Texas, and I, and I think we all are. All four of us are just really down on Texas. They're overhyped. Um, they come out week one as a 39-point favorite against Jordan's squad, the UL Monroe Warhawks. <laughs> I mean, th- sure, it's at – I'm pretty sure it's at Texas, uh, but 39 points, man, that's a lot of points, especially for week one. Um, I mean, sure, the guy – everyone's going to be excited to play and amped up, but, man, 39 points is a lot. And UL Monroe uh, – don't fact check me here, but I'm going to say they were a covering machine last year just from going off Jordan picking them so many times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would have to lean. I'll take the 39 points where I can get them. Absolutely. 100%. Crap. And also, yeah, backdoor cover. 
right? They play uh, – Texas plays Alabama week two. So, even though it's week one, it might be a little bit of a look-ahead spot. Oh, there we go. See, I didn't even look at that. Yep. Man. All right. Well, I'm going to lock that play in myself. There you go. <laughs> UL Monroe plus 39. All right. UL Monroe gets Bama week three. They go Texas, then Nickel State, then Bama. Yikes. Tough. <laughs> Gauntlet. <laughs> Hate to be Nickel State, I can tell you that. <laughs> that might be their only win all year. They had a brutal schedule. Well, let's uh, let's transition to the Big Ten. Um, I want to start off. Does anyone have any thoughts on Notre Dame, Ohio State? I, I didn't dive into this one too much. I ran out of time uh, while I was preparing for this podcast. But uh, I'm looking at the schedule. Um, Ohio State at home, 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I, I know typically we we preach stay away from the big primetime marquee matchups every week because everyone and their mom is betting this game and the line just gets so saturated. But this is going to be one of the better ma- – I mean, this is probably the best matchup of week one and, and probably uh, within the first couple weeks. And I'm going to have to bet it. So, I mean, I, I want to watch it, so I'm going to have to bet it because that's just the degenerate I am. So I would lean, uh, you know, a $20 sprinkle on Notre Dame plus the points, 14 and a half. I'll buy it to 15, of course. Uh, but I was curious to what, do you guys have any leans in this game or any thoughts at all? Yeah, Trap, you know I got Notre Dame as my uh, one of my future plays over eight and a half wins. But uh, I agree. I also lean Notre Dame just 14 and a half. They're going to go out for a big game. They always do. But there's just so much unknown with Notre Dame, new quarterback, new coach, that it's hard to see, you know, hard to trust them against a team like Ohio State. So it won't be a big sprinkle, but, yeah, definitely maybe a half unit. You got to bet it, primetime game. Um, but, yeah, I just think they're they're too good, too talented to, you know, lose by more than two touchdowns. But you never know. It's Ohio State. Yeah, if Notre Dame pulls off that upset, you're going to be Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. I've got a golden ticket here <laughs> over eight and a half wins. I'm not expecting them to win, but I, I'd like to see them uh, play a competitive Yeah. Anyone else thoughts on Notre Dame, Ohio State? Yeah, I mean, I mean Notre Dame's O-line, D-line are going to be their strength, and I mean, that's always good. you got to build your championship teams from the inside out. I just – Kind of like what Jordan was getting at. There's just so many unknowns with them being, you know, first year head coach, quarterback situation. I've I've heard mixed things about their quarterback situation, um, and you know, I mean that the O line will probably give them some time. I just don't know if you know is that their quarterbacks any good to make great decisions in the, their first game being at in a night game at Ohio State. After Ohio State heard this whole offseason, how they just had a terrible year last year. I mean, you know, obviously being Rose Bowl champs and second in the Big Ten, anybody else would, you know, be fine with that. But now you have Stroud and they kind of are reloading that receiver. Henderson's back after hearing an offseason how he's not even close to being the best running back around. I mean, I, I think the thing with Ohio State is how quickly does their defense shaping up under Jim Knowles I think you know you guys know me I'm a huge Michigan fan but I, I'll give Ohio State their their credit I mean they they're they're loaded offensively they're gonna if they can turn it around defensively they I I see them I see them 
I can see this game potentially getting ugly in Ohio State's favor, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, just because I, I think Notre Dame's coach is just not, you know, I don't, I don't think he's going to be 100% prepared for going into Ohio State week one at night. Um, and I don't think their quarterbacks are either. So if their defense can uh, come out making some big plays, I can see Stroud lighten them up. So we'll see. Yep. Yeah. De- Dev, anything to add there? All great points, James. No, I mean, at first glance, I did lean Ohio State and the over, and then I realized that is just the most square thing you can ever do. <laughs> and I I refuse to be square, so I just – I don't think I'm going to bet it. If I do, it would be probably Ohio State. But once again, so square, I just I, – I get a bad feeling in my stomach when I'm Joe Public. So I just – I might watch this as a fan, to be honest. Yeah, well, I mean, to, people do to that be, these days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be clear, I'm not, I'm not saying, hey, you need to jump on Ohio State minus fourteen and a half because I'm not going to bet it, and I personally, I think that is an ugly number, so I'm, I'm not going to bet it. But I, my gut tells me I could see Ohio State winning by more <laughs> than that, but I'm not going to put any money on the Buckeyes, obviously, just personally, anyway. So. Go ahead, Jordan. Oh, um, I'm curious to see. None of the, like, first half lines are out yet. Um, It'd be worth taking maybe Ohio State. I could see Notre Dame coming out sluggish. Maybe the quarterback's a little nervous. Maybe taking Ohio State first half line instead of full game. But like that. Even first quarter, maybe. Yeah. I mean, none of those lines are out yet. I've been looking. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not not saying – and like James said, I'm not saying come out here and, you know, put your life savings on Notre Dame. I'm just saying I haven't watched a game without having money on it since before I could drive a car. <laughs> so I need to have at least $20 on the game, and, and I'm just going to probably take Notre Dame. So that's enough uh, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Uh, James, you want to lead us off in the in the Big Ten? Sure, yeah. I'll – um. I'll say once again, similar to Big 12, nothing really jumped out. Nothing really jumps out at me week one. I, you know, I'll, I'll switch over and put my Michigan hat back on. And when I look at their game, I mean, I would lean the over in that game. It's at 57 and a half. Um, when you're looking at Michigan this year, they are more than likely going to have the best O-line in the country again. Loaded at wide receiver. Corum and Edwards is going to be a hell of a tandem out of the backfield this year. They have the Caden, J.J. going back and forth. I mean, they're both going to be going out there trying to make big plays, trying to show that they they deserve to be the starter. Um, and I, I think they're, you're going to see a little bit more passing out of Michigan this year. Maybe not out of the gate against a team like Colorado State, but I think they're going to make some big plays. And then uh, Colorado State, is uh, getting or just got Nevada's old coach, and he's – bringing in some transfers along with them. So I can see them, you know, they're going with the air raid type style offense. So they're going to be putting the ball up there. I can see them scoring once or twice. You know, everybody's talking about Michigan's defense taking a, a step back, um, at which that very well could be in this, the week opening schedule that Michigan has, they're going to be figuring some things out. But um, so I, I can see that over hitting uh, 57 and a half seems a tad low to me. So that's I'm probably going to end up sprinkling on that, even though I probably shouldn't. So I'm not double, but um, 
I guess that's uh, that's one thing that I'm going to take. I'm I'm really not huge on any other line. Nothing really jumped out at me personally. Yes. Real quick, speaking of Nevada's coach, man, do I have a bone to pick with him leaving before their bowl game this year. Carson Strong following suit. I'm sitting there. I bought a ticket. I put tons of money before they left on Nevada in the quick lane bowl. I buy a ticket. I go there, and I just sit there and pout the whole game because Western Michigan just blows them out. So, thank you. I don't know what your name is, Nevada coach, but you're an ass. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I guess I'll go next after that. Um, you know, I talked about this last week as we uh, previewed the ACC, but the Boston College Rutgers under, I, I mentioned uh, Boston College unders were a huge, huge hit last year. Expect that to be the same with them ranking third in the country in total defense last year, uh, bringing a lot of that talent back and a lot of that production back on defense. They're going to continue to be an underplay, I think. And then Rutgers, they're just they're just bad football team. Uh, I think that total opened somewhere north of 50, 50 and a half, 51 or so, already down to 49 and a half. Um, I'd love to play it if I could, but I'm a loyal Caesars Rewards and Caesars Sportsbook person or user. And uh, yeah, I, I, can't, I hate to complain about them because I can't remember the last time I paid for a room at a Caesars property. But Jeff, my Caesars host, if you're listening – What's the deal not having these week one totals out yet? You guys have got to get on your game there. I'm waiting to put bet this under uh, before it goes down any lower than 49 and a half. Uh, might have to deposit to another book because I, I, I love this that much and I, I want to be on this before it goes down too much. But uh, definitely playing the Boston College Rutgers under as of right now, 49 and a half. Um, another trend that I saw in the Big Ten uh, Indiana last year was just God awful. And, uh, I knew they were bad, but I didn't know they were this bad, uh, two and 10 against the spread last year. Uh, I'm sure part of that was they were some favorites to start the year. Cause they were, they were, um, I think what their quarterback got hurt. Right. And, um, but man, I'm going to look to continue hammering that trend this year too. two and 10 against the spread. That's just, that's just bad. Um, Dev, let, let's move over to you. Yeah, first play uh, that I like a lot is the Michigan State Western Michigan under 54 and a half. Um, love the unders week one. I don't know why, but they, this one sticks out to me because I just think um, Michigan State's defense is going to be much, much improved this year, and their offense is going to take a huge step back without K9 uh, as he was, you know, everything for that offense last year. I, I think their transfers, Broussard and the kid from Wisconsin, Berger, are going to do okay. They're not going to be bad. They'll, they'll be above average, I believe. They're all lines back. But um, I don't think they're going to be, you know, scoring at will. Not a ton of big plays. You know, K-9 took a lot to the house last year. First play of the year, took it for a touchdown. That's, that's not going to happen this year. They're going to have to put some drives together. They're going to want to run the ball. And Western returns a lot on defense. Uh a couple sub linebackers are back. D line is back. Uh, I believe they have a, a good corner returning, and then they have a quarterback to replace. Western Michigan does. Um, they, they lost a pretty good quarterback. I forget his name, but um, I don't even know who's starting for him this year. But I don't think he has much experience. And you know, night game at Spartan Stadium, I think he's going to struggle. I, I think State wins like thirty-one to ten-ish, and we go well under this total. Um, so that's my first play that I like. The next one. 
and this is my lock of week one, is the Northwestern Nebraska under 50 and a half. Uh, Northwestern's brutal. Uh, they're going to be very well coached, but they're going to try to run the ball and, uh, you know, control the clock, try to stay in the game the entire time. And Nebraska's defense is legit. I took their under, you know, their, their season win total under seven and a half, but uh, they do have a pretty good defense. You know, a quarterback who has experience, their transfer, but he's, uh, you know, he's in a new system. I think he's going to take some time to get going. And I think that, you know, your classic Big Ten, Beth Mullins on the call. A lot of punts. Seven punts in the first half type of game. <laughs> uh, love that under. Um, I'm going to hammer it myself. Uh, and those are the two two plays I love. Dev, uh, Western's uh, quarterback last year, Ellaby. I'll never forget him because he absolutely yeah. shredded my Nevada bet. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was sweet. Trev. I'm going to stop you for a second, and we're going to backtrack to the Caesars hate that you put out there. Please. I'm here for it. The uh, the totals are there. Oh. You just have to click. You have to actually click on the game itself. The only thing they're actually showing Fred, but if you click on the game, it's another option to bet on. It's the dumbest setup I've ever seen. But Oh, sure enough. There. All right. <laughs> Well, I sit here corrected, but I will say, fix the setup. Yeah, it's <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so you're not far off in the hate. I'm not gonna say it's not worthy because it for sure is. So. All right, anyway, go it. ahead, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, Deb, that Northwestern Nebraska line just doesn't make any sense at all. There's way too many points. So that's uh, one of three bets that I have locked in to start the year on week zero, but yeah, um, flabbergasted at that line. <laughs> uh, my next play is I'm doubling down on my Purdue honors and I'm taking Penn state minus three at Purdue, which almost seems like a trap, but it's hard not to take Penn state when Purdue literally lost every single weapon they had last year. Uh, they bring their quarterback back, but um, losing bell, one of the most dynamic players, in college football, that guy was an absolute stud. And not only did they lose him, they lost, their second best receiver got rogues uh, ineligible, so they literally have no one to throw to other than their tight end. Um, so Penn State, if they don't win by more than three, then they're, they're going to be on my shit list, that's for sure, even though I already hate Sean Clifford, but he can redeem himself uh, week one here for me. Um, another play I'm looking at is – Illinois and Wyoming, the under, was it 46? Um, If you guys remember, speaking of Penn State, that game last year, was it seven, eight overtimes? The most brutal game I've ever witnessed. um, 20 to 18? (laughs) Yeah, Illinois was one of the worst offensive teams ever, and they have Wisconsin's old coach now, Bellamo, whatever his name is. They're going to try to run the ball, slow the clock out. I mean, that total is low, but – Wyoming lost every single player that was worth a shit to the transfer portal. And they're pretty much replacing their whole offense. So I expect that to be very low scoring. And I can't take Illinois with the points because they're just not good enough. I don't even know if they'll score 10 points. But uh, I'm going to take the under 46 just to be safe. So those are my two. 
I like them all. I like everything that I've heard so far. That's great. Anybody else? Anything to add on Big 12 or Big 10? Nope. All right. Well, that, that'll wrap up our Big 10 and Big 12 preview. We'll be back next week as we take a look at Conference USA, and we'll be talking Maction, everyone's favorite. So follow us on Twitter, at Siege, and make sure to subscribe to our podcast now on both Apple and Spotify. Remember, always gamble responsibly, and we'll be back next week. Siege coming. <laughs>